From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Monday, February 28, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. For many Ohioans in the faith community, Sunday was a day of prayer for the people of Ukraine, with vigils held in places of worship and outside of the Ohio State House. More from Andrew Kinsey. Many say their prayers for peace and healing are for the people of Ukraine and Russia. We spoke with one man who says he was born and raised in Ukraine with family still there. He hopes that the prayers will land on the hearts of many miles away. For in a miraculous way, you know, they find peace in their hearts to not only get through this, but to forgive, you know, because war does a lot more than just break buildings, you know, and drop bombs, but war breeds anger, war breeds hate, and we would hate to see Ukraine and this generation live with hate in their hearts. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Governor Mike DeWine and First Lady Fran DeWine stood in solidarity with Ohio's Ukrainian community during a church service yesterday near Cleveland. Ohio is home to roughly 40,000 Ukrainians with more than 4,000 living in Parma. DeWine offered prayers and said we all must care deeply about what's going on in Ukraine. You know, what's going on in Ukraine affects all Ohioans. Uh, It affects all Americans. Um, This is a democracy uh, that is vibrant. And the people who were doing what they should do to have freedom. Governor DeWine has called on President Joe Biden to give whatever assistance is needed to help those under attack. Over the weekend, he also took his own economic stance against Russia. More from Tracy Townsend. On Saturday, he banned the purchase and sale of Russian-made vodka. The brands affected are Russian Standard and Greenmark Vodka. The Ohio Division of Liquor Control estimates that there are about 6,400 bottles of vodka made by the company currently for sale in the state, but the most popular vodka in the U.S., including Smirnoff, Ciroc, Tito's, Absolutes, Fedka, Grey Goose, Sky, and New Amsterdam, are not made in Russia and can still be found on shelves. I'm Tracy Townsend. A 46-year-old Columbus man accused of murdering an area faith leader in December appeared in court for the first time today to face an aggravated murder charge. Tino Ramos has this update. John Wooden Jr. is expected to be arraigned today after he was arrested earlier this month. Now, he is charged with the death of Imam Mohammed Hussan Adam. Now, police revealed that the two were involved in some type of business transaction, but no other details were released. Detectives issued a search warrant to Wooden's home where they found a gun when fired matched the bullet casings found at the scene. And police say that they don't believe wouldn't act alone in this as well. That's why this investigation continues in downtown Columbus. Tino Ramos. A new lawsuit seeks to block enforcement of an Ohio abortion restriction that included additional licensing requirements that the ACLU and Planned Parenthood argue are onerous. The action filed Friday asks the Hamilton County Common Pleas Court to prevent the Ohio Department of Health from enforcing the law, which goes into effect March 23rd. The bill's stated goal was to impose criminal penalties on doctors who fail to give medical care when a baby is born alive following an abortion attempt. However, provisions were added that abortion rights groups argue could lead to two clinics in southwest Ohio being closed. Recent ice storms that hit southwest Ohio have caused a major problem for Cincinnati commuters, potholes. Steve Vaughn has the story. 
Cincinnati Mayor Aftab Purival says they seem to be everywhere. Put simply, there are just too many potholes on our streets right now, and this has a serious impact on Cincinnati's ability to feel safe and comfortable getting around our city. Purival says they've had over 1,400 complaints in February alone, the most in the last four years. It's happening so early, access to hot asphalt to patch the holes is limited. City crews have gone on mandatory overtime trying to get the city caught up. Steve Vaughn, ONN. A judge in Northeast Ohio has dismissed charges against two people who their attorneys say were falsely accused of sexually abusing children from a Head Start program in the early 1990s. Lorain County Common Pleas Judge Chris Cook dismissed charges Friday against 64-year-old Nancy Smith and 68-year-old Joseph Allen. The Lorain County prosecutor agreed the charges should be dismissed after a review by his office found no credible evidence they were guilty. The case against Smith and Allen began in 1993 when a parent told Lorain police Smith had driven children on a Head Start bus to a home where she and a man sexually abused them. The Brent Spence Bridge connecting Ohio to Kentucky could finally be getting its companion bridge. The Cincinnati Enquirer reports that at a news conference this afternoon, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir announced plans to apply for two federal grants totaling up to $2 billion to fund the project. Each state is requesting half the grant funds needed to build a companion bridge to ease traffic on the Brent Spence. DeWine is a Republican and Bashir a Democrat. Bashir said the new bridge would be built without tolls. Organizers say the Arnold Sports Festival is returning to Ohio's capital city as one of the country's biggest sporting festivals. The return of the event comes two years after the festival became one of the first economic victims of the coronavirus pandemic. The annual festival has a more than $50 million impact and draws tens of thousands of participants and spectators each year to Columbus. Officials limited spectators to parents and guardians of minors two years ago. The festival was canceled last year. It returns later this week, though a citywide mask mandate will still apply. Late last week, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced it would be easing mask recommendations for most Americans with a new framework. More from Tracy Townsend. This week, schools, other institutions, smaller governments are really taking that issue up on their agenda. The White House also lifting mandates on school buses. Those mandates are now up to individual school districts. And we should note the CDC says anyone can choose to wear a mask at any time. And people who have symptoms, a positive test, or even exposure to COVID-19 should indeed wear a mask. I'm Tracy Townsend. And Cedar Point is going cashless this year. Eric Brown explains. Every transaction will have to be done with a credit or a debit card, Apple Pay or Google Pay. For those who only carry cash, Cedar Point will have cash to card kiosks throughout the park. Those prepaid cards are free, that is, unless you leave the park with money left on the card. After 92 straight days of no activity, that card will collect a monthly fee of $3.95. But you can use that card anywhere Visa is accepted. Kings Island began its cashless operation during the 2021 season. Eric Brown, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.